Welcome to Views from the Porch, a podcast where we explore what it looks like to survive and thrive in your young adult years. Each week, we talk about the biggest challenges facing young adults today and how to overcome them from God's Word based on our weekly experience in leading thousands of young adults at the porch. For more info on the porch, visit theporch.live. Thank you for joining. What's up, guys? This is David. I'm back on another episode of Views from the Porch with J.D. Rogers. What's up? And Mrs. Laura Eldridge. Hey, y'all. And what are we talking about today? Yes, today we are talking about the Catholic faith, Catholicism, Mm. and we're going to talk about it because I think a lot of people uh, are either raised Catholic, would consider themselves a Catholic, and I think a lot of uh, people who would say, no, I'm not Catholic, but I have family members who are Catholic, and there seem to be some things that we don't agree with, yet they're like Christians, and they like believe like they believe in Jesus, that he's on the cross everywhere. There's so many questions. I know for me, uh, my whole mom's side is Catholic. I was raised before my dad uh, except became a Christian. I was in the Catholic church with my grandma. She's on like a board. Um, and, and like, she's like really involved. She's like super and, Catholic. Yeah. And like my grandpa like wears the white robe and like carries the cross thing. Um, I, I'm sorry. I'm probably like already offending so many people by not knowing the names of these things. Like holy water at every entrance of the house that you sprinkle on. Wow. Yeah. And wow, so, that is super Catholic. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And so um, I have I have a lot of questions for you. A lot of people I meet, I think, have a lot of questions. So I'm excited we're talking about it. Um, so I guess I'll just start us off. Um, <laughs> let's just, can you first just differentiate yeah. the Catholic faith and what, uh, what we would believe here at Watermark? Yeah. I think one of the challenges before we launch into your point is the spectrum of what people mean by Catholic mm-hmm. is so broad and so vague. That's Roman Some people Catholic. Are, yeah, Roman Catholic. Uh, the word Catholic just means universal church. So you could say anybody who's a Christian is a part of the universal Catholic church. Mm-hmm. And that's why it's in the Apostles' Creed that um, I believe in God the Father and his holy Catholic church. Yep. That has been associated with Roman Catholicism, which is a, vet, which is a more specific... Um, Strand. I don't even know if saying of, of Christianity is a good way to put it. Which is a a um, a group of teachings, thoughts, and and I'm I'm struggling for the right word because even if you say in terms of Christianity, but let's just say how the world would say it. It's underneath the umbrella of there's Catholics and then there's Protestants and there's different variations within the Protestant. And there's a lot of sub you know shoots. What do you mean that. by Protestant? Just for those that don't know what you mean. Yeah, Protestant would be um, like Baptist or Protestant. Okay. So the word comes from to protest and that um, Martin Luther started the great reformation. That's not Martin Luther King. Nope, 1500s. And he protested the church and some of the false teachings that were taking place and indulgences and different things. And he protested, and he was basically the founder of the Protestant movement that was built on by faith alone, through grace alone, and Christ alone, through God's word alone. And um, and so then a bunch of shoots came off of that, like Lutheranism and Episcopalian and Anglican and Baptist and all this. So that would be Protestants. But as it relates to the conversation around Catholics, man, there's 2 billion people who are Catholics on the planet. And I wow. think the spectrum of of what they believe is really broad. Some people are like, yeah, I'm Catholic, meaning my grandma is Catholic. And if I married anybody and we didn't get married in the Catholic church, my grandma ain't coming and she probably thinks mm-hmm. I'm gonna burn in hell forever. Yeah, That would be one person who's a Catholic. And there's a lot of that. There's a lot of young adults who are like, yeah, I was kind of raised Catholic, but they're not practicing Catholics. And then there are people who, and the reason why this, even knowing the spectrum is important, because you may date somebody and you're like, yeah, he's such a great guy and he's Catholic. 
And he just means I was raised that way. I went through confirmation and I went to Catholic school, you know, mass a few times a week before, um, you know, I went off to college. And then there's people who are like, man, they were all about it. And they know the doctrines, they know the teachings, they hold to the teachings of the Roman Catholic Church. So now that we've qualified it mm -hmm. and even set that up as Protestants, or I would say as Christians, we believe there are some really important differences between the Catholic Church and what we as Christians believe, specifically around God's word, around the authority of a person named the Pope, and most importantly, around salvation. That uh, as, you guys know what the Council of Trent is? No. Isn't, is that where they decided the books of the Bible? No, that's, that was something different. Yeah, that was uh, earlier. Council of Trent was no. laid out where a, a lot of the understanding of Roman Catholic theology, which is a big word for like what they believe, was settled in at the, count, at the Council of Trent in like the 1500s. Cool. But while during that time, um, things like this were said, this from, comes from Canon 9 of the canons that took place at Trent, where it says, if anyone, this is beliefs from the Catholic Church, if anyone says that the sinner is justified by faith alone, meaning that nothing is required to cooperate in order to obtain the grace of justification, that is not in any way necessary, that, that, and that it is not in any way necessary that he be prepared and disposed by the action of his own will, let him be an anathema. Anathema basically is like, let him be condemned, let him be damned. It, they would hold to is versus what Christians believe. They would hold it's not just, hey, once you, in a moment where you put your faith in Jesus and you trust in him, then for the rest of your life, by faith alone, you are saved through grace alone and uh, you cannot lose your salvation. That would not be consistent with what, I'm not saying all Catholics believe because I think a lot of Catholics don't know what they actually right. hold to by being a Roman Catholic, what the Roman Catholic Church says they believe. Right. But in other words, we would say, hey, by faith alone, you put your faith in Jesus, you're saved. And they would say, no, 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 no. There's sacraments, there's things that for the rest of your life need to be participated in. And uh, ongoing sanctification is a work with which you, sanctification is a word of like being saved over time. Mm -hmm. We would say that happens in a moment of faith. The Catholic church would teach that happens through a lifetime of progressing and growing in your faith. Now, I think most Christians listening would go, wait a second, you guys talk all the, all the time about how you should be growing in your faith. Like you should be deepening in your love. Like that's normal. We would say, yes, it's normal. It is not a requirement and it is not, oh man, I trust. And now I need to do good things. I need to take certain sacraments. I have to be baptized. I have to do certain things in go order to confession. go to confession uh, in order to be saved. So there's, that is the biggest one. It's salvation is the biggest one. Then there's like 85 other ones at least where it's like, no, we don't think that you need to go confess to a priest. We're a kingdom of priests. First Peter two says, you can confess to one another. In fact, the Bible says, confess your sins to one another, not to some priest behind a wall with a small window that you can't see through and he can't see you. We would say that's not what the Bible calls to. Before you move on, David, yeah. what do you what do you make of all the verses that say work out your salvation with fear and trembling? And yeah. even the book of James, it talks about doing good deeds. Yes. It doesn't say work for your salvation. It's good. It says work out your salvation in Philippians chapter two. It's really good. And so the idea that you have to continually do certain things in order to earn a relationship with God, we would say, uh, they would say that's an anathema. 
if you believe that. And we would say, no, someone who doesn't believe that or someone who, who believes that you have to work for your salvation, they're an, an anathema. Anathema is a funny get, word. That's such a, I keep thinking of an enema. No, it's definitely, so definitely not that. I'm like, that is such a strange <laughs> There's a word. huge difference between those two things. That just means like, hey, you're, you're excommunicated. You're damned. You're not actually a Christian. And we would say, no, somebody who believes that you can save yourself or you have to do things to be saved versus trust in Jesus. That person is not a Christian. So there's a bunch of other ones we could talk about, but that is the most concerning one and why I think it's, it's, it's important for Catholics, people who claim to be Catholic, is the spectrum of those who claim to be Catholic. They're listening. You're probably, I know we have Catholics because there's thousands of people listening. I know totally. someone listening right now. And they're like, wait a second, that's not what I believe. It may not be what you believe, but it is what the church, the Roman Catholic church mm -hmm. believes and has canonized in their teachings. It's a really good clarification. So what, what would you say to the person that their Catholic church maybe has gotten a little more contemporary over the years? Um, but so like, I know sometimes with Baptists, they can be part of like the Southern Baptist convention, which just means like all the Baptist churches in the South are all part of this like thing, like this group. Mm -hmm. um, and, but some Baptist churches are very different. You walk yeah. into one, you're going to have just a piano and hymns and it's going to be very straight laced. You walk into some and you can have a full on Hillsong worship band in there. Yep. Um, I think Catholicism in, in 2020, there are some churches that have gotten way more loose and contemporary that would consider themselves Catholic. Yep. Should that person continue to go to that church? Like, is it wrong to go to a Catholic church? I think it's wrong to hold the Catholic teachings. Like, that's where it, um, I don't know uh, any contemporary Catholic church. One thing to, to props to them, like they feel like they have a massive organizational, uh, the infrastructure keeps things pretty similar. Like they run the same offense in Guatemala that they do in Dallas, that mm -hmm. they do in a lot of different places. So I'm sure there are contemporary expressions of positive there are. I just, I haven't been to one and I don't know much yeah, about I've seen, those. I just personally have experienced that where it's like, you have the extreme extreme. If you've been to that, yeah. you go to other ones and you're like, oh, okay. The youth group even, yeah. sometimes the youth group at Catholic church can be, uh, they can have drums and be, not do all the prayers and the chanting anyways. Yeah. yeah. So what, yeah. what would you say to that person? Like, man, I, I go, like the person right now, it's like, wait, mine's different. Yeah. I would say if they are Roman Catholic and they hold the Roman Catholic teachings, they're either not Roman Catholic and the church there is just kind of like, no, we don't actually believe that. And so we don't teach on that. If they actually go to a Roman Catholic church that teaches things like this, uh, that you have to work and do sacraments and there's additional things, you're saved in a moment of faith, but it also is over the rest of your life. It should involve these certain actions that are a part of you saving, being mm -hmm. saved. I would say they would call us heretics for denying that. They would say, you guys are damned to go to hell for denying that. And we're just saying, no, somebody who believes that, that is fundamentally opposed to what the gospel teaches. Yeah. That only by not whosoever behaves shall have eternal life, but whosoever believes shall not perish, but have eternal life, John 3, 16 says. And, and further, this is Canon 30 from the Catholic doctrine, canonized from the, the Council of Trent. If anyone, this is Canon 33. If anyone says the Catholic doctrine of justification, like how you're saved, set by the Holy Council in the present decree derogates in some respect from the glory of God or the merits of our Lord Jesus Christ and does not rather illustrate the truth of our faith and no less the glory of God in Jesus Christ. Let him be an anathema. So basically, if you disagree with us, you're going to hell. And, and that's where I think a lot of Christians or a lot of Catholics and Christians, they just don't know. And we, um, there's enough division in our world already that we want to be on the same team. And I think a lot of Catholics, I think there's going to be 
millions and billions probably of Catholics in heaven. That's my opinion. But I think it's because there's a lot of Catholics who, who actually, they don't realize they're Christian. They don't realize that they believe that they're only saved by what Jesus did on the cross, his death and resurrection was the payment for their sin. And they trusted in him and they know they need a savior. They're a sinner. They're not worthy of it, but they trusted in what Jesus did on the cross paying for them. So they're going to spend eternal life in heaven. Those people I think are, are going to be there, but I think there's a lot of Catholics who do know and who do believe what the Catholic teaching, the church, Roman Catholic church teaches. And those we would say have not actually trusted in the gospel, which is you cannot work and earn your way to heaven. And we haven't even touched purgatory. We haven't touched confession. Yeah. So praying to Mary, with, praying to Mary, immaculate the, conception. Would devout Roman Catholics say, David, that you, a yeah. preacher at the porch, yes, is going to hell? Yes. Okay. Oh well, I don't know. I, I don't know that all of them would. I know that at least the teachings. I know right. that that there are Catholic. Uh, they would say you should become a member of the Holy Catholic Roman Church, participate in the sacraments, and you are teaching a false doctrine that in a moment you can you can be saved. That's pretty crazy. What's um, so complicated about it is that um, the theology, it's like feels so nuanced sometimes when you're in conversations with people because it's like they believe that Jesus died and was raised to life again, whereas the difference in a Christian and a Muslim is like, they're like, no, Jesus was a prophet. And Catholics can very clearly articulate that. I've heard it said this way once before that I was like, whoa, that's really helpful. Mm -hmm. That if salvation is by works alone, then Christ died for nothing. Like he didn't have to die. Yeah. And if salvation is by faith plus works, then basically Christ's death was insufficient. Like it, yeah. it wasn't enough. Yes. And that is crazy. But if yes. salvation is by faith alone, according to the Bible, then it means Christ's death was both meaningful and sufficient. Like it's enough. And I think yeah. that is the hard difference to distinguish. Yeah. And to go back to where we started of like the spectrum of, of varying, Hey, I'm Catholic. That means like 50 to it's, it's a, almost like saying I'm an American and that can represent, I live in California. I live in, in New York. I live in Montana. I live over here. It's a, it's illustration that breaks down. But point being, there can be a really broad spectrum of what that means. Or maybe another way of saying it is, Hey, I live in North America and that can mean a lot of different things. Yeah. Or I live in the Western hemisphere. So a lot of Catholics even listening right now, um, they would not hold to teachings that the church has canonized. They would say that you can be saved by faith alone, grace alone. It's only because of Jesus that I'm saved. And by Catholic, they mean, I'm just kind of in this group and I was raised this way. And uh, you know, I, I believe in God and I share the same teachings or I same, share most of the same beliefs, you know, and I, I read the Bible and I spend time in God's word. They just are not familiar with some of the teachings that are inside of the Catholic church that we would say are off. Here's one more in case it's helpful. This comes from Canon 30. If anyone says that after you receive grace of salvation, the guilt is so remitted and the debt of eternal punishment, like your sin so paid for after you trust in Christ, that it's so blotted out that every repentant sinner, that no debt of punishment remains to be charged to them, either in this world or in purgatory, purgatory, sorry, before the gates of heaven can be opened, let him be an anathema, let him be damned. So in other words, if somebody says, hey, if somebody believes that your sin is so blotted out that it's all been paid for. You don't have to suffer anything in this life or in purgatory. Let him be damned. That is so fundamentally at odds with what Christians believe, which is when Jesus said on the cross, it is finished. It was paid for. It was covered. And so there are some really key distinctions. And um, 
And some, I have a friend who says it this way, and I'm not even sure this is helpful language, but he says like, am I saying Catholics won't be in heaven? No, I'm saying uh, a good Catholic won't be in heaven because a good Catholic knows the teachings of the Bible versus a bad Catholic. The reason I don't think it's helpful, helpful language is it it's insulting or it can be insulting and it can be unclear. I think if somebody, whether they would quote unquote good, they have holy water at their door, have they trusted in what Jesus did on the cross as their death and resurrection, as his death and resurrection as the payment for their sins now and always, that person will spend eternal life whether they go by quote unquote Catholic or not in this life, they'll spend eternal life with Christ or in heaven. And um, so what about the Bible um, for Catholics? I know there's like, uh, it, there's like says like St. John, um, St. Luke or, or, you know, St. Matthew. Or Is the that, Apocrypha. Like yeah. why did Christians take some books out of the Bible? Yeah. And so do Catholics have the same Bible as us? Um, and, and do they believe in the same Bible as us? Um, Again, it depends on what you mean by Catholic. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but the Roman Catholic Church has a different Bible where they have uh, apocryphal books that are a part of it or deuterocanonical, or just another word for um, <laughs> That's second a good canon. one, deuterocanonical. Um, that include Maccabees and the prayer of Manasseh and Ecclesiasticus. Ecclesiasticus, how about that? <laughs> um, did, were you raised, did you ever read? Did you go to Mass and stuff? I did. Did you read Ecclesiasticus? I was so young, I, maybe. And Maccabees? Um, I was like, until I was like eight. So we would say those are not a part of the canon, particularly because it was at the Council of Trent that they were added. And and if a Catholic is listening and passionate about this, they're going to make an argument for no, but those writings were familiar and inside of, you know, church literature and people had an awareness of those things. We, they were not included in the early centuries of the canon, but at the Council of Trent, they were added. And we would include, hey, Teachings from those like praying for the dead, petitioning saints in heaven for their prayers, like praying to a St. John, the worship of angels, the giving of alms or indulgences to pay for sin, all of which are contained in the Apocrypha are heretical, uh, are are not true. Right. And um, so uh, the sensitivity I feel in this is I think there's a lot of Catholics who are believers. They don't even know this stuff yeah. and they don't care really that much about it. And they believe in Jesus. And if I they'd listen to a porch sermon, they'd be like, dude, I, man, that is, I needed to hear that. And I do believe Jesus is the way, the truth and the life. Talk about what we talked about that one time with first Corinthians 11 and how was Paul was addressing people that you were like, they were believers. Yeah. And he was, it, these things they were doing though, he was like kind of like training them. Um, like sometimes it could be easy to read all these things and go, they were not believers. And it's mm-hmm. like, no, 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 they were believers. Paul was recorrecting their mind or showing, Hey, you don't have to do these things. Yes. They just you know, needed to be steered in a different direction with some things. Yeah. Which is why I, th- I, and I think there's a lot of Catholics that are that way and why the biggest, most important thing and why we spent so much time on this, cause we're almost out of time talking about it is the salvation thing, mm-hmm. because th- I think there's a lot of Catholics that believe the right things in terms of being, say, what the Bible actually teaches about how to have eternal life and what it means to be a Christian. Like they believe and they trust in Jesus. And they they are, they've, they haven't really thought about the Apocrypha, to be honest. They're like, mm-hmm. yeah, it was just in there and that's cool. And all the books are kind of old and I kind of understand them. That's how they think about it. And, uh, and then there's people who are like, no, I do believe indulgences. I do believe in praying for the dead. I do believe in praying to Mary. And then there's probably a middle sliver of like, oh, I've never even thought, you mean that's not right? Or that could be wrong. Mm-hmm. And uh, and I think that's a lot. Like there's the, everyone, 
is so spread out on that spectrum that the most important thing is about salvation. So if you're listening or you have family members who are Catholic or they would describe themselves that way. Or friends. Or like, friends. I think a lot of people are like, man, my friend's Catholic. Or a lot of people, David, I think were Catholic until they got to college. Yes. And like they went and they like maybe are even scared. Maybe their parents or their grandparents don't even know that they changed. And like, or like their grandparents are like, mm-hmm. you're still going to Catholic church, right? And they're like, I'm not. They're like, yeah, grandma. Gra- yeah, grandpa. And their parents are like, you can never let them know. Totally. You know, I think a lot of people sit in that place. So go on with what you were saying, but just to bring it, widen it. No, I think you're spot on of, man, ask questions, ask them what they believe. The mm-hmm. most loving thing you can do is be like, man, you were raised Catholic or I was too. And what do you believe about this? Because um, I think a, a, a lot of Catholics, ironically, I mean, you, you've been to mass. The Bible portion of it is so small. It's like 15 minutes. It, um, it is not, they just don't know what they believe. And they almost see, like we would say quiet time is a big deal or like spending time yourself with God and God's word. And I've got Catholic friends that are like, no, that's, we don't really read the Bible. We go to mass and we, yeah. that's yeah. kind of what it means for me to connect with God. So I would ask them what they believe and ask them questions about how they believe someone can have eternal life. Do they think Jesus is the only way? Do they think they're saved by faith or do you have to do some stuff? And I would just ask good questions, not assuming that, um, that they, they may not even know the answers to it, but the gospel is that whosoever believes in Jesus and his death and resurrection, that he paid for your sins on the cross, that you couldn't earn a relationship with God, you could never be good enough to have eternal life, but Christ came and he covered all of it. And you have trusted not in how good you are, but in Jesus, you're a Christian. Mm-hmm. You're not a Catholic. And, um, and anyone who believes that you can earn your way or you have to earn your way, you have to do good things in addition to trusting in what Jesus did is not a Christian. Yeah. I don't know what they are, but they're not a Christian. So, and, cool. and uh, man, this is such a tricky one because so many of us have friends that we love and care about. And, um, and yet it's a really important one because knowing the distinction as it relates to, hey, can I date a Catholic? Well, it depends on what, what type of Catholic are they and what do they believe? Mm-hmm. And um, and there's a lot of nuances, but it's a really important one. So if you have questions on this sensitive topic, you can, as always, email us at info at the porch.live. And David, I, I think really quick, like I would say any person with any de- denomination or any belief, you need to constantly, this is not just for Catholics to go re- do research. This is for any person, yeah. know what you know. Why do you believe what you believe? What does the Bible have to say about what you believe? Like you're not just off the hook. Yes. Because like what if you one day meet a Catholic? Are you able to defend why you believe what you believe? Yes. We all should continue to pursue because the things that Catholics do really well is they kn- a lot of devout Catholics know, practice, and are disciplined in what they give their life to. Yeah. They actually live like people who have given their life to something in a totally. way that I think some Christians don't. Yeah. So we all need to make sure that we are challenging ourselves and challenging other people to go, hey, why do I believe what I believe? And yeah. so it's good. That's my last thoughts there. I love it. Um, all right, that's it for us. Hey, as always, we'll see you next week on another episode of Views from the Porch. We want to thank you for listening to Views from the Porch. For more information about The Porch Ministry, visit us at theporch.live or follow us on social media at The Porch.